0: away. This guy's pass. Oh. That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on that. And it's the Tigers straight away. Gage Elliott, oh. what a start. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast.
1: Oh, the excitement levels are high. I can tell you, I can see it when that intro is running. I see the SC matrix in the background. They're doing a dance. I can see Hammer's getting his game face on to bring us all the expertise. This is the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast, NBL edition. We are going live because it is round one, baby. Oh, isn't that nice to say? Welcome. We are brought to you by, obviously, the Standard Squeeze. Make sure you use our promo code, uh, INSIGHT15, to get 15% off all your Standard Squeeze products. And also, Ryan Hammond at Astute Finance in Newstead. Make sure you hit up Ryan for all your financial needs and tell him the boys from INSIGHT sent you. Now, before I introduce fully these two legends to our live show, throw your comments in there. We can throw them up, things like this. Adrian is saying, please explain once you're full. We are full, Adrian. Pop your comments in. Welcome to the show. We will get to as many of these as we can throughout the show. Ask questions about your team. Ask questions about what you need for round one. Ask anything. We will talk to everybody on every level. That's a mouthful and I'm excited. Over to my left of screen for those watching along, Mr. SC Matrix himself. How are you, Matty?
2: Oh fuck, I'm in my element. I tell you what.
1: It's, <laughs> oh. it's
2: on tomorrow. We talked about Ryan from astute Newstead. I'm queued up to play around a round of golf with him on Friday, so I hope he's as uh, as good at golf as he is at finance, because um, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing my A game. I'm also bringing 47 beers.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now I've got to throw it out quickly. I'm going to say an early sorry to the Avengers. Thor is no good to you for the upcoming few months. Why? Because we have the hammer here the hammer is here on inside fantasy sports hammer how are you mate i know you're jacked up on mountain dew for round one
0: man i am like a kid on christmas eve there's one sleep to go months of preparational work it all comes down tomorrow night and still tweaking the team so need to clear some Ooh. things up to like-
1: that's kind of a good little insight then to where we're going to go what is on today's show well First and foremost, it's going to be filled with everybody's comments. So put your comments in. We'll answer any question that goes along. Whilst we're waiting on those questions and comments to come in, we're going to preview each game. We're going to give our final team reveals, which Hammer says he's still tweaking. Is it an overthink? I think it is. Um, uh, You know, is. We're thinking about our trade thoughts. We want to get ahead of the game of what's coming with round two, round three. And we're going to make sure you, we let you know about VC and captain options as well. Be careful, everybody. This isn't the NRL super coach. This isn't AFL super coach. There's no loopholes and all these kind of things, but we will discuss all of that throughout this show. I remind you again, please throw your questions in. You can even throw in statements like this. Nathan Brain, co-host of the NRL podcast, knows our SC metrics very well. Only 47 beers, Matty? Are Are we on a good number?
2: Yeah, look, I mean, 47 in
1: the first hour. I like it. I like it. Let's, um, let's get to a couple of questions first. So there's a couple coming through. Let's get to the questions first. Then we'll start looking at the game. So we've got one here. Um, welcome. Thank you for your comments. We appreciate it. Uh, Mariam Abbas, how many Wildcats are optimal for week one? I'm going to throw this one to you, Hammer. How many Wildcats are optimal for week one, knowing they have a double game week? They do have a double. They're a double game, single game, double game. So they're, they're not
0: a horrible schedule. I don't know about optimal, but I think three is your maximum. We've we been looking, we talked over the last couple of weeks. Cotton, probably a lock. Saar, we talked about him a lot. And possibly your guy on the bench, Ben Henschel. That's that's probably the three I'd be looking at. They've just signed a new import, though, and we might discuss that a bit later, but few impacts, few implications.
1: Yeah, so we will get to this one here. It does Do Little affect Saar's minutes? We will touch on that when we talk about the Wildcats games. We've already given him the nickname, The Doctor. Surely that has to be a locked-in thing when it comes to Mr. Dr. Doolittle himself. Usher's got his own little segment of music going on. It might be my WA influence, but I'm nicknaming them up a storm. And you know what? Give him the premiership already. That's what I'm saying. Give him the cup. (laughs) Fuck off. um, We'll get one more in, and then we'll we'll move on to some... uh... We'll, we'll get one more in, and, and uh, Mikko, I'll get to your question as well. I can definitely see it there. Also, Rob, we'll get to yours too. Uh, Jalen Galloway, almost a must-have with Hoge out. You go, Maddie. This one's you. Um,
2: I am considering him, but he's not a must-have because it's a single game week, and I've got a bit more to talk about it when we head into the Sydney uh, Kings chat. So,
1: So let's dive in. Let's do it. Keep the questions coming. We'll make sure we get to them as well. We're probably going to answer them throughout the show as well, so just bear with us, hang in, and ask away. So, let's get this out of the way first. Which teams have the double game week this week? So, obviously, there's going to be a clear focus on those teams. Melbourne, East Melbourne, Adelaide, and Perth. So, you're going to obviously see a clear focus on those teams. If you haven't focused on players in those teams, you need to listen to this show because we're going to help you out as we go along. So, we're gonna dive in then straight away to Melbourne versus Southeast Melbourne uh, Thursday night seven thirty. I love how you guys only talk Eastern Standard Time to my friends over here in the West. That's five thirty for us. Let's make sure we enjoy that. Um, five thirty am. Five thirty am on a on a Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'll go to you, Hammer, on this one. You know, is it game of the round? I mean, it's a it's a pretty big game to kick things off. Is it game of the round or all eyes sc wise? of the double game weeks as well. A lot of teams are going to have uh, Melbourne and Southeast Melbourne type players. Is it game in the round for you? And what are the player focuses there? Yeah, huge game, both teams on
0: double game weeks. So I've got a lot of players that we're going to be talking about coming out of those two teams. So to add to that, it's also the throwdown Melbourne versus Melbourne. There's a bit more at stake guys rise to the occasion. So both sides, there's, there's plenty of guys to look at from Southeast Melbourne. I'm, you know, I'm playing with guys like Cook and Creek in my team uh, from Melbourne. Travis is, is probably a lot, but we're looking possibly at Delhi in some squads. And uh, we've discussed some of the other guys like uh, Ian Clark throughout the podcast, but plenty of guys who are super coach relevant here.
1: Your thoughts, Matty? I mean, I want to throw one to you. So we've seen that Brown's been announced. He's out, hip soreness. Air in? Well, that was only an hour ago, and um, yeah, I'm actually really high
2: on. Um, I'm actually really high on this guy.
1: Yeah, look, uh, you've prop that you that up within an hour. That's impressive. Well done. Well done. Um, look,
2: I've like uh, shout out to Brano, but um, I, I like the way that he played when I watched the other day, and I think that he got an extended run. Um, due to the fact that it was just preseason, but with Brown out, yeah, I am very much considering Ben Air. He is a dog. I'm like, I'm just a bit worried that it won't translate to the uh, to the Super Coach game. But honestly, like double game week. Week one, double game week, week two. We spoke about white or air because they're in and around that same price. Um, right now I, I would be this news has made me go towards air even more. So yeah, man.
0: The, the air up there, this this is a guy I'd have to disagree with you, man. I think super coach suits him to a T. He shoots everything. You know, defensively, he's a dog. He's not pretty, but like he's going to get some shots up. He's going to play that Kyle Adam role that they had last year. And, and he's just a, a microwave, man. He's going to come in and he's not going to die wondering. Like I think he's a really, really shrewd pickup.
1: Love it. Look, the chat is going off the hook, which I love. So I need to throw a couple of these things in there. Spot on league code 680481. We have over 220 players in our unlimited leagues. And I'll tell you why. One, we are super fun. 2 we give away prizes basically every week from the standard squeeze. Three, come on and beat us. Come and chat to us in a live and tell us how much better than you better you are than us. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. Get involved. This is the league that you want to win because it's going to be one hell of a time. I can guarantee you that. I don't,
2: I don't know about you, Rob, but unless they're copying me, they're not beating me. So.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And see, this is the shit I love. This is what I live for. It's great. What I don't live for... Well, is rude comments like this, Phil. Do you know what I mean? Phil, I must declare, is a good friend of the show as well. Between Rob's eating and Maddie's drinking, Hammer, you're doing a great job shouldering the load of professionalism. You know what? Some people call it a skill. It is also just come home from work time for me. I will have my pizza-shaped snacks because it's what keeps me going. Thank you very much. Hey, um, just going through, can I
2: mention, I know that, Hawk, you've mentioned Clark a lot. Um, just going Delly Clark, Illy. Mm. Um, uh, is, is Clark on your board anymore? I've got a lot of messages in my inbox about
1: Delly, but is Clark on your board anymore? I mean, am I right in saying that Clark's been out injured? I think, like, Clark's off my board now. Um, even yeah. still, he was off my board anyway. I think with that announcement of being a little bit injured, he's off my board. Seeing... Um, Travers have the game that he did in the blitz as well. It's a, it's a big one for me. I'm, I've gone back to the... I've gone conservative. So if anyone wants to look for my team reveal at the end, I reckon there's probably 20 people in the chat right now that have the exact same pick as me. Um, I'm going to play it safe. I, I, I like where you guys are possibly going with your teams, but I'm going to play it safe. And then I'm going to live and die with this show to work the schedule in my favor for how I keep the points going. To answer yeah. that one there with that, is yeah. Delia a decent pick? I don't think he is. His numbers might go up now, but I I'm not touching Delhi. I got I've got Travers in there, and I think we've got to talk more about Huckporty as well in those sort of spaces. If um look, shout out to Rod Todd. Um, if I was
2: this would be the week I was I would be looking at him with a double game week. He is on fire at the moment, and the way that he's playing it would be this week, have him starting. And just taking those double points. I think that he'll blow up through one of these games, but I'm not looking that way at the moment. I've currently got four Southeast Melbourne and Melbourne, and that's why we're going to focus on this game, I suppose, for probably the longest out of anyone, because I've got four people playing in this game. So, no, nah, man, Delhi,
0: I, I think, like you said, now's the time if you're going to pull the trigger. I, I've toyed with the idea, no Gary Brown on the opposition you got potentially no Ian Clarks sucking up some of those bench minutes. He's in form. My only concern is how many Melbourne guys can you carry in week one knowing they're on the single week two. But in saying that, if you downgrade from, say, a cotton, you have some spare cash and you have a viable option on your bench, I think it's very doable. I, th- I think the only stumbling block to bring in, in Delhi is if you have cotton.
2: Yeah, I think so. Like, they're soaking up the minutes. I've, and we're going to lead into another bloke here. Um, I've currently got Travis at the guard spot. Um, he's 44% owned at the moment. Um, yeah. But, like, that would be the difference. Like, do I go deli or Travis? And looking at him in the flesh, like, I know my first tweet, and that was 15 beers deep. Oh, no, sorry. It was 12 beers deep, three cocktails. But, um, <laughs> That was just looking at the fact that Delhi come out absolutely great, but Travis just does so many extra things. Like Travis off the ball, Travis will play a little bit of point guard. Travis will probably play Ian Clark's role and then also get you rebounds, assists, points. Like I can't overlook Travis, and that would be the guy that misses out
1: if I went to Delhi. So last question that I throw into this as well. If Travers was in the 330 range plus, would he be in your team? Are we picking him based on price as well as production due to that price or are we picking him for that second factor? I, I think if he was pushing that high price, I don't think he'd be the one that we'd go, no, nah, I'm not taking the risk. And now I'd go Delhi, But with his price, I'm going Travers.
0: Bit, bit of A, bit of B. like
1: Yeah, it is. It is definitely.
0: A massive schedule over the first seven rounds. Like, they play more games than anyone else early on. So I think even at that price, who else are you taking at either the the forward or the guard position? Because you can play both. gives you a lot of flexibility. Yeah. I think the price is a major bonus, but I think you'd still have to have
2: a look at him. I think yeah. he will also give us points on the board. Like sometimes it is not what you spend, it's what you save. And I do, uh, like, I do like Travis's... I do like Travis's (laughs) price, Um, but if it was 50K extra, like, am I going to have him? Look, maybe not. But the real world is that he's 276K.
1: He's cheaper than an import. Yeah, he's in my team. And, Look, and if toys. anyone didn't hear yeah. that, yeah, if anyone didn't hear Hammer's call there, it was the car salesman 101, which is legit what the Matrix does himself. He'll he'll, he'll up that further. But, uh, yeah. Look, I want to get to a couple of questions because I'm loving the input and I don't, want the, I don't want the chat to go quiet. We will get to as many questions over here as we can. I want to throw this one in. He's already thrown a great comment in already. Uh, out to Rod Todd. How many 69K rookies can we carry on the bench, boys? Who, who do you want to? Because uh, fucking all of them. Because it means your starting
2: lineup's better. Like honestly, yeah. if your whole bench is 69k, I tell you what, you've got a killer. You've just got to be plan ahead with your double game weeks, uh, which was is what that we will help you do.
1: Is there yeah. enough talent to have a full bench of 69Ks, Hammer?
0: Man, I, I think we've been kissed on the dick here. This is a absolute gift that there is no price rise until after guys have played three games, which means you've got a bit of flexibility. You're not gonna have an expensive guy like a cotton or a Creek have a couple of shockers go down. And then you don't have the room to upgrade by having all the 69 K guys on your bench. You then have the ability to downgrade a cotton, a Creek, uh, any of those big guys you've, you spend up on and you can upgrade your bench when you need to. So I think in this instance, while traditionally it's good to have some playable guys on your bench, some of these guys are coming at 69 K Taron Armstrong, for example, are very playable.
1: Yep. My bench is full. My bench is full. Six, nine Ks other than one, 115. And we'll still, that'll be a strong talking point, I think, when we show it of whether that 115 should be staying on people's lists or not. Um, big share that. Uh, do we want to leave some of the, no, one player I do want to talk about in this one. And then obviously Melbourne and Southeast Melbourne are playing again. So I don't want to divulge too much just into this now because we want to touch on where they're relevant and in their second game and things like that as well. Huck Porty, though, I know you're massive on him, Matt. Um, 19% owned at the moment. Is he now a pod, especially due to the injury?
2: Yeah, because he was um, – so Joe Luala chul is out. He is playing one of the best roles in basketball at the moment, and that's center at Melbourne United. 19% owned is probably there. You, If you listen to our previous podcast, it was hard to be super high on him through all those games. But I tell you what, during, during the Blitz, I was there. I was watching him. He looks great in the flesh. I think he's great value at 170k. I do think he's now a pot, but he's must-have for our listeners. Um, right, you know, ride with me, add him, and the only thing is, you do need a plan for the fact that he has a single in week two. So you do need to have a plan, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in the next Southeast Melbourne game. So, yeah. sure. lucky man.
1: Beautiful. We will get to, uh, Corey, I can see your other questions there. We will get to those questions regarding Creek or Cotton. Who must you have? We'll get to captains and vice-captains and those types of things. Jack, great question there. We'll sort of get to those thoughts on Mitch McCarron, Ben Henschel type players as well as we push through these games. These are names that are going to keep popping up. We're going to keep talking about it throughout the show, but I encourage everybody to keep throwing those comments in there and we will get to them when we can. Guys, I'm going to move on to Brisbane versus Adelaide. Uh, they're playing on Friday. Before we get into this game specifically, Matt, I'm sure you're wanting to take everybody through. I'll let you finish your sip, you unprofessional bastard. Um, wait, I'm sure you want to take everybody through what is happening in Brisbane because the 2-2 to Brisbane town is quite big this weekend.
2: Well, I tell you what, it's just great news for Brisbane fans. We have Bullets Friday night, Lions in a grand final on Saturday night, Broncos Sunday you know what the only place you, you know, the only thing you don't want to be in Brisbane this weekend is a beer. Cause you're going to be finished. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to like, I've got, I've got a couple of the insight boys flying up over the weekend. Uh, we're, we're going to be at the coast. We're going to oh, shout out. If you're going to be at the casino Saturday night, cause we're going to be watching the lions, but realistically, it's just going to be a ripper of a weekend to be in Brisbane. And, um, I, I can't remember a time that the Lions and the um, and the Broncos have made a uh, made a grand final together, but fucking bullets Friday night as well. Oh, sign me up. Love it.
1: We'll get into the game. As I said, I love how you talked heavily about you actually know what's going on with the Brisbane Lions. You bandwagon jumper on her. There we go. You know nothing about the Lions, mate. Anyways, we move along. Um, lucky,
2: lucky Neil Brownlow. Yo!
1: It's good to see you can watch a sports update. It's on probably probably on the fourth page in the Brisbane Gazette this weekend. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, Three out of five games, Adelaide allowing over 100 points, Hammer. You've been pretty strong in your thoughts on the Adelaide 36s to the point that I think a few other uh, pods or a few other news agencies might have grabbed onto a few of your stories that you dropped here on Insight Fantasy Sport, we must say. Is it a major concern? Like, what are your concerns here with Adelaide to our first-time listeners? Tell us and tell us what they should be staying away from.
0: Look, it's a mess in Adelaide. It's an import home. And what you're alluding to is the number of imports they've sent home over the last few seasons. They don't have a great track record. So right now, it means opportunity for some guys. Mitch McCarron's probably one. Jason Cadiz probably another one. I've had a look at Mitch McCarron. Right now... I'm thinking it's fool's gold. He had a really good game last game of the Blitz. The four or five preseason games before that, pus wouldn't touch him. I don't think you can guarantee that he's going to give you the production you need. Especially when his shooting was at 19% last year from the three. His assists are going to be based on his teammates hitting a shot, and half his teammates don't even know how to catch the ball right now after the preseason they've had. It's it's a team, despite the schedule. I won't be touching them. And it really annoys me because they've got such a good schedule early.
2: Yeah. Sh- shout out to the mother lickers B grade team, because I uh, actually can compare us to the Adelaide 36s at the moment. Um, and I could I can talk a little bit about Mitch McCarron because, uh, you know, as somebody that shoots below 19% from three, I can feel his pain, but what he didn't, have in the earlier games. And I had a look at every Adelaide game um, just to like, because they were just leaking a lot of points and Trenton Flowers was playing that point guard role. Um, Mitch McCarron at point guard was a different beast, but we do only have that small sample size. It's too big of a risk for me.
1: Boys, well, I think the big one here from a, a super coach standpoint, we've got everyone listening in, picking their teams. Now I'm one of them. I've got Bannon on my bench. Now, he's not on the injury list, but it has been talked about. What are our concerns with Bannon? Does he play? And if he doesn't, who do we have as backups that maybe somebody might not have right now in their team? I'll I'll go to you on this one, Hammer. Where's your thoughts here?
0: Yeah, so right now, Bannon, it's reported he has a lower leg injury, calf, something like that. Um, The latest word I'm hearing is that he's been given the chance to get through training tomorrow. If he gets through training, he's good to go. So... I'm hoping we get news of that sooner rather than later and can make adjustments on the flight. But it does lead you to think about planning ahead for that sort of forward position. Um, at 69K, how much room you've got to wiggle probably depends on the makeup of your squad. So, Lockie Oldbridge only on a single as well. Single the next week, possible. Galloway from Sydney, we'll talk about that later. week's opportunity. There's some... Some uh an extra cash, about 123k, I think, he is if you want to spend up. There's there's a few options. Bobby Clinton, 115k. He's got a single on a double. I don't know. What else are you thinking?
2: I'm I'm sort of thinking towards like Henschel, um, with the with the dual and the double game week. I don't yeah. love it. I definitely prefer Bannon, but I just think one of those names that needs to be mentioned with a double game week, and you do get 50% of your points from Henschel. Like he's dual position. He's uh he's playing two games. Look, he he should get a run in one of them. Um, yeah, look, I'm probably looking
1: towards Henschel or or Lucky myself. So So I've got to start looking deeper because I've already got Henschel and Albrich on my bench as well. So I might have to start looking a little bit deeper. I know that maybe comes with having to move one of the top graded players in a Creek or someone, if you need to fill out some cash a bit more and be a bit safer with your lineup on round one, but we'll talk about that as we push it, on. It
2: pro- um, it probably
1: should. Sorry, sorry, Rob. It probably okay. should
2: be mentioned that it's not the fucking end of the world. If you cop a zero <laughs> on a bloke that you are spending fucking 69 K on, yeah. like it really isn't like, you know, you're not expecting these guys to be a gun. Uh You've just got them in there and like, it saves you a trade the week after if Bannon's playing week two, the way that I saw him play, he could be must-have, um, you know, especially on double game weeks. But it just depends, I suppose, if DJ Mitchell starts.
1: Yeah, that's it, it, a good call. Hammer, your thoughts? Of, does it change things if Mitchell starts?
0: Uh, I think at
1: worst-case scenario, they're going to split the time. It's
0: yep. I think Bannon's the preferred. And, and like, like Matty said, I'm, I'm prepared to cop a zero week one. This is a guy I'll probably look to hold reasonably long-term. I I think at 69K, you'll get the price rises. I think he's playable on your actual
1: court. Um, Yeah, I don't think it's a huge issue. All right, let's move on. Um, Corey, loving your question there, mate. We're going to get there. We're going to definitely talk about Armstrong and what our thoughts are on picking Armstrong. It's two games away when we get to New Zealand versus Cairns, but we're going to jump into my boys, Perth versus Tassie um you know obviously all eyes are clearly on cotton um do we captain is he the possible captain choice you know he's definitely the the marcus bontempelli of the afl he's probably the cleary of the nrl super coach world like you know there's a lot to discuss from this is let's go with that quickly first let's make this a one-word answer yes no cotton for captain week one metrics that's a thumbs up. That's thumbs a yes, up. just in case that's anyone listens to us later on the podcast. Hammer, yes, no, week one. Yes. And it's a yes from Hammer as well. All right. Sa, Doolittle, Pinder. Let's talk this out. If you're, we're, So Doolittle's obviously come in, big collegiate career. I was listening to the GM today. They've done their due diligence when it comes. This was a one-off occasion where he had an altercation with his coach, and he's been released. It was too good of a player for them not to jump on in this time of the free agency market. He's got a good career behind him. He's had three championships at different points that he's played around the country. He had a good collegiate career as well. Good on the boards, starts at the four, can slide to the three, can even slide to the five if they're uh, defending against a small ball. He's a watch this space. And I think it's the the time when you can just sit and watch on it because they're only going to slowly ease him into this lineup. He might not even, he's going to suit up for Friday from what I hear but he's not going to get many minutes for a while. Hammer, does it make much of a change, the doc, to this team? Or is Saar or Pinder, any of them in your lineup? Yeah,
0: look, Saar has been in my lineup the majority of the preseason. I've, I'm playing with taking him out right now. Not overly because of the new import, um, just more of a balancing. But the new import, he looks good. He looks bouncy he's about six seven. He can slide to the three, he can play the four. I think he's gonna that, that team's stacked, and that's an issue, right? Like look how deep they are. You got Corey, Ty, Cotton, Henschel in your in your backcourt, Wagstaff, Saar, Pinder, uh, do was it Doolittle? You know, doc. yeah,
2: Doctor Doctor There's Doolittle.
0: The big dog. For those yeah. of you playing There's... at home. <laughs> There's a lot of minutes to get these guys i think it's just going to be a case of who's got a hot hand they're going to run with and it's going to be the detriment of some guys you might have in your team the
1: the one i'm going to throw to you matt is um how are you looking at this jack jumpers obviously a single game week is this a is this a free look Magnes obviously still a little bit away um is this a free look at the jab junkers
2: yeah, it is a free look at the jack jumpers. But I also think for those of you that, you know, there's lots of new players to super coach, but these guys are like the spurs. Like you can never take a spur as one of your early picks. And, and I played fantasy basketball when we were taking blokes like Tim Duncan. Uh, but because they share the ball so well, um, I'm just worried that everybody's going to have an adequate score. Nobody's going to have an elite score. I want that team where, where one body, one person is the gun and I want him on my team. And then the rest, the scrubs are uh, the Jack jumpers are going to share the ball. The Jack jumpers are going to share the score. And um, yeah, I find it really hard to consider some Jack jumpers in my yeah. super coach team, only having 10 players.
1: So we, Going to come back, so we've got plenty to talk about with Perth. I think we're going to move on now. I know everyone's hanging in. Get the comments in there. Make sure you we get your questions to us. We are going to do team reveals. We're getting close to the end of that. We've got about three games to go through now. Uh, four games, I should say. So we might push on a little bit quicker. New Zealand versus Cairns. I think we'll go to Corey's question on this one when it comes to this game. I'm not picking Armstrong um, as he has two buys in the first three rounds and six doubles in a row might hold off. Hammer, fill Corey in on your thoughts on this one.
0: Yeah, look, valid concerns. Two donuts is a lot to cop. Um, yeah, I'll be holding him. I'll probably hold him for the entire season. I I don't think there is another 69K guy who has been given the keys to the team, will have the higher ceiling, the the upside that we're looking at, Everyone loves him. Uh, I think as far as your team goes, week two, if I've got a Melbourne United guy like a if I go with Delhi or Travers as my guard position, I can slide here 69K to start. Um, he's done a job for me. Um, and then if we can hold one Cairns guy, I've only got more than that. But um, Mate, you get through that that round of five doubles, them and New Zealand, you're going to be looking pretty.
1: So everyone's got to remember, even with those buyers in three and four, he gets the double round. So he gets the opportunity, he's still going to have a price range. Uh, price rise, I should say. So everyone's everyone's got to be really clear on that. That price rise will come. We've talked about it a lot on this show, which is you need to get the cash and get it early. This isn't NRL. It's definitely not AFL where you get rookies that debut in round three, round four, round seven, round nine, round 15. This kind of stuff isn't going to happen. You have to make sure you get those price rises at the right time. Bank that cash, then get strategic with how you go about your moves later on. And that's why I'm so, big on creaking cotton being in your team at the start, because you can downgrade and then make some moves as you go along. Yeah. So, talk, so talk my biggest that. issue... Go on. You go, Matt. You go, Matty. So
2: my biggest issue with Taron Armstrong is if he is actually out this week. And he's my favorite 69. um Um, But if he is my favorite 69 player, he actually doesn't get a price rise till round five if he right. misses out on week one. And... While I'm completely okay with playing Taron Armstrong in my starting lineup when he has double game weeks, even though he's a cheaper player, I'm just not sure. So I will hold him if he plays week one, week two. I'll probably hold him through that period. But I'm probably not okay with holding him if he doesn't get a price rise till round five. That's my concern. Yeah, but in, in,
0: I'm 100% with you there, Maddie. Think about the other injuries Cairns have. The best thing we need to look for with these cheaper guys is opportunity, right? Cairns, McCall out for a number of weeks. Bull Quoll, we don't know when he's going to return. Uh, the the Power out. If it's only some rib soreness, they're going to be pushing for him to play. Like They're running out of players. Without sure. these players there, he's going to have all kinds of opportunities. He's going to have a very long leash. They're not going to pull him if he makes a turnover. They've got no one else.
1: I think we I think we push on. This is an interesting one, this one. This is Hawks and Sydney. Obviously, you only have the one game this week, and we've got two big ones coming up because the double game week is for the last four teams, which I think everybody's starting to look at who they have in. But I still think these are two teams. The Hawks and the Kings are very important to talk about. We've already talked about Hogue being out. Galloway probably being the main beneficiary of that. Albrecht, we've mentioned that name. Is he a must-have at that prize hammer?
0: He's...
1: Schedule's the thing
0: holding me back. Illawarra have an awful schedule. They're going to be really heavy games to the back of the schedule, and you just hope he hasn't risen so far in price. I think of all the 69 guys, guys other than Taron Armstrong, he's the guy who's going to get the opportunity. And if you can find a way to carry him and get some of those early price rises, I'd, I'd be doing it. But you just need to look at the construction of your team and, and whether you can carry that guy on singles.
2: So. So what I like about Lockie Albright is he's on a one, one, two. Um, and I like maybe the possibility of not having him week one, not having him week two, because he doesn't get that price rise until he's on a double game week. From what I saw in the preseason, I'm going to be okay with playing him in my starting lineup, regardless of how much he costs to come in. I just think he's a talented player, but I'm okay with not having him week one. I'm not having him week two. And then getting him in that week three, downgrading somebody, saving some cash. This Just remember, week three is going to be after some guys get their first price rise. Maybe I yeah. got it wrong with some bloke. Maybe he's only going to get the one price rise, and then I can move him on to Lockie Olbridge, Get that price rise week three, and then, you know, right into a better schedule after that.
1: Yeah. Who and are the main so- players you look You go, you go, you go, Hammer.
2: So, Rob, mate.
0: Like, like you're talking about being able to downgrade an Oldbridge, this is where it becomes really important to have guys like uh, your Travers, your Henschels, your um, sort of guys who are in position. Because then you can sort of massage your team, move them around, and you could almost trade out a, a Taron Armstrong for his two donuts to bring in a Lockie Oldbridge.: Yeah. You, know, you just got to transition through those spots.
2: Just got to have We're those deals.
1: We've talked a lot about the forward planning and, and those kind of mindsets. So with Kings obviously having the one, two, we're looking at the Kings to week two. I mean, for me, without even like, obviously we know crazy things happen in Supercoach, anything can happen. But if everything was to go to plan, for me, week two, it's cotton straight down to an Adams. Thoughts? It's the obvious move.
2: Solid. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not 100% sold on it yet, but I do just want to watch it a, a week. Like Adams was good good in the preseason when I saw him on the, on the floor, but it wasn't like a hundred percent sold. Like this guy is the must have, have guy. Like I was actually more impressed in that game of watching, um, I suppose, look, uh, Travis, like he looked a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I know like he's a, he's an MVP and he is going to be an MVP candidate again. If, um if Sydney are as good as we think they're going to be, but yeah, look straight up probably didn't, Stretch Like, I don't think he's going to rise in price. I think that you're going to spend up to get the points. So,
1: All right. I'm going to combine these two together. These are the last four teams. We've already talked a little bit about them. We've got Adelaide playing Melbourne, and then we've got Southeast Melbourne playing against Perth because I know people want to start hearing who our VCs, our captains. We're going to do team reveals. We've got some awesome questions to answer here that we might throw into these conversations. So be aware we're going to stick with Adelaide and Melbourne here first. Um, I want to try and I'm just trying to have a sneaky look at the players that we haven't quite mentioned yet. I think it's important that we talk about Flowers. I think Flowers, he's high percentage owned. People jumped on it straight away with the sort of starters minutes announcement that came out and everyone got a little bit of a semi when they saw 115K and starters minutes. He's still sitting on my bench at 115K only because I look at opportunity and price rise. Hammer, I know you're heavily against the Adelaide 36ers and it makes sense. Oh, Matrix. (laughs) I'll go to Matrix. What do you think about Flowers?
2: I got a message from someone today and they said, can you please give me a review of your team? So I gave him a review of his team and I said, look, Flowers is bad at basketball. (laughs) <laughs> and no, I said, look, I'm going to be considering somebody else from flowers. And he said, why are you doing that? He's got two double game weeks in a row. And like, honestly, what he's proven in the preseason was at point guard. He got a negative 16 points, one game when he went to the wing. Is he a serviceable, a serviceable basketball player? Maybe, but did he do anything? No. Did he do anything for super coach? No. I know he's 115K, but right now he is not good enough to have in your teams. And it's madness how many teams he's in because they obviously didn't watch any preseason. And this is why you listen to podcasts like this. 100%. Matt, I will bet my
0: left nut that Ben Ayer outscores Flowers over the first four games. They've both got the double double. With Gary Brown out, Ben Ayer is going to outperform
1: Flowers. I What's love ben it. Price? What price am I looking at for Ben Air? 107 or
2: 110? and seven,
1: I'll be back. I'm just going to go quickly change my team before we share screens. All right. Just like
2: not, not before the team reveal, because <laughs> guess who's in mine? <laughs>
1: No, but look, you're spot on. I love what you're just saying. Look, out of all this conversation and things, this is why you do listen to podcasts like this. If that's the vibe and you say it that strong, well, you know what? I'm going to back it in. Now, look, there's a couple of questions coming through um, that I want to make sure we get to. I know we're sort of crossing over both games here, but this is important. Um, A lot of people talking about, you know, can't justify. I'm going to slap up a few questions here quickly and then I'll throw it out to you guys. You know, can't justify Huck Porty when Tyler Cook is clearly better. Hold on. There's a few to mash here. Hold on before we, I can see the reactions already. Um, Huck and Cook, you know, so he's asking Phil, like, how about you not have Huck and Cook both in the same thing? Um, at the same time as, you know, was thinking of Huck at center, Cook at forward. So in that of mine, big shout out to Phil, big shout out to Rod. Appreciate it. Um, I know a lot of people are thinking about this. Tyler Cook's come in and jumped off, like just jumped off the pages at everybody at that price. He's obviously higher priced than Huck Porty. Are both in your team? Is one in your team? Hammer, give us your insights. To those two players and what you think people should be doing with them both?
0: Yeah. Look, Phil's obviously entitled to his wrong opinion, but I'm taking both Cooks. you my favourite kite. <laughs> taking both Cooks and Huckporty, and I'll tell you why. Cooks has that versatility of both being forward-centre. Huckporty, massive upside. He's got a rise in cash if he plays the way we think he will, and he's got a great schedule long-term. Week two gives you the flexibility. If you can find someone on your bench, to shift for huck Courty, move to the center, and possibly a Bannon or whoever you've got at your uh, your forward position comes in, you still got a a, fr- a full doubles on your um on your court. I think it's it's doable, it's worth doing.
1: Matty?
2: Yeah, so, so like have we ever seen the old taco ad? Why can't we have both?
1: Um, and- it's one of my favorites <laughs> it's, uh, it's probably my number one gift that I send to people all oh, the time. Yeah.
2: Me Mikasa Sukasa. Um, yeah, look, basically, <laughs> I just think that you—it it is absolute madness not to have Tyler Cook in your team. Huck Porty plays, like, that Joe Lawala chore role, and, like, call it fake, but he's out for a while. I want the guy that plays that man's role. The single game week does cause a little bit of an issue, but I think if you build your team the right way, the duels are going to get you home, so... <laughs>
0: Riddle me this, Matt. Who does United have as a backup five or a backup
2: four without JLA? They basically don't have anyone. They're going to be playing Travis at the four and Huck Porty yeah. at the five. Like, And Travis is obviously, he's guard forward eligible. So if that tells you anything.
0: Yeah, but Huck there's no backup. He's got to play. And this is what we talk about. Opportunity. He's he's gonna have every opportunity there is to, to put up numbers. There is no second option. There's no alternative.
2: Yeah, agree with you. Agree with you. Like I think Huck Porty and Travis are must are must have.
1: Do you like we move? Well, no. I want to ask you one more. Sorry, just on this one. One more player name that I want to throw out there: Mitch McCarron. We sort of mentioned him a little bit. We've had different people come on and jump on the show at different times. Stay on, guys. We're about to reveal our teams, and that's probably the most important part of this show because you can use our cheat sheets. They're coming up. Um, Mitch McCarron, Maddie, thoughts? Well, for starters, like yes, they can. Like Mitch McCarron
2: is playing for Adelaide. He's going to be playing two games this week. I uh, call it a bit of a homer with Brisbane, but I think that he's playing in two games where he's pushing shit uphill. Like he's going to be playing against Melbourne, which I considered to be the best team in the comp and Brisbane, are absolutely no nuffies. Um, it's not like he's going to play two guys that I think are going to be bottom edge teams yeah. for he's two. I think at the 250 K price, he's just priced out of the market. definitely priced out. I would consider him if he was Ben air money. Hundred yep.
0: percent. He's 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 a risky, high risk, you know, high return kind of guy. His ceiling's massive. We've seen him triple double in this league before. He can do it. We've also seen the floor, and unfortunately, we've seen it more consistently lately. Like you said, Maddie, Melbourne's backcourt, Delhi and Illy, That is not a backcourt you want to face. You know, they will get yeah. after him. And same in Brisbane. You've got Sobi. You've got uh, Shannon Scott. It's not. A, not easy, baby. He's going to have his work
1: cut out for him. Yep. So final game of round one. I'm going to put this up. It's Perth versus Southeast Melbourne. Obviously, both have the double game. So, Hammer, does that mean you're not picking Usher, who looks like an MVP candidate?
0: Do, do I get the sound bite for this or what?
1: Of course you oh. did, Matt. Hit it. You're better <laughs> than that. I thought he'd be ready. I thought he'd be ready.
0: Yeah, look... I love Usher's game. I love what it's translating to. Um, and there's, there's no reason I'm not picking him other than I can't fit him in around a creek, um, around a Tyler Cook. And, and just having the double game, single game, double game, um, it's definitely something I'll possibly look at later on. And I'm, I'm hoping he has a shocker for the first game and drops in price so I can bring him in later. But, yeah, it's, it's just a fit thing.
2: Yeah, look, I like Usher, and I like the way that he plays, but I think once the regular season starts, this is Bryce Cotton's team, and Usher, it's just going to be... Look, like, I just don't think that Bryce Cotton is going to let Usher shoot enough shots. It's like, yeah, go, go your hardest in preseason. This is Bryce Cotton's team. Like, yeah. I tell you what, if he, he is never gonna jack up more shots than Bryce Cotton in a game, even in a uh even in a dumpster diver game. So
1: let's give a little bit of hesitation here to people. A lot of people looking at Mitch Creek, there's a little bit of hesitation. Southeast Melbourne coming up against two pretty strong opponents in round one. Is there hesitation one as him as a player? And if not him as the player, is there definite hesitation for him for captaincy? Hammer. Uh I don't think I'll be captaining him,
0: although he is an option. I think as long as he's healthy, which I think he is, I think it was more precautionary through the blitz, I think this scoring system was super suits him. He was first or second or, or tied for first in the league for scoring last year with 23 actual points a game. He rebounds, he's got the assists. He's going to play big minutes. And we're back again to talk an opportunity. Who's there to take minutes off him at the four or the three spot? you have got Craig Muller. You've got your man, Tarangi. You've got uh, Reese, the vanilla gorilla vague. Like, there, there's not any guys I see taking minutes off him. He's, he's going to play.
2: From, from what I saw from Southeast Melbourne, and they didn't look impressive in the preseason, but I think the only reason they didn't look impressive is because Creek didn't play a whole lot in the preseason. He looked really good in the minutes he played. Like they took it a little bit easy, and when we say that Southeast Melbourne don't have good matchups, can I tell you that Perth don't? Um, like I know that you're a, you're a you're a Homer mate, but can I tell you Perth don't have a good matchup playing Southeast Melbourne this week because Southeast Melbourne did take it easy in the preseason. It sounds like they're coming in healthy. Um, they're they're title contenders. So,
0: and then there's seven games against Tassie who are also not easy to play against and don't concede a lot of super coach stats.
2: Yep. It's um yeah. As much like how many Perth guys can you have? Um, Yeah. How many Southeast Melbourne guys can you have as well? Like it's, it's hard because these guys are all really well, but I'm okay with getting Southeast Melbourne players with that, with that round two for Southeast Melbourne. So they're going to be playing Cairns and Illawarra in week two, and that's a lot more friendly. It saves some trades. You've got them against some hard teams to start off with, but you've also got an easier week round two, and you don't have to burn some trades on it. So,
1: so boys, we're going to move into our team reveals now. I want to knock out these two questions really quickly with one-word answers. Here's one for you. If you had to pick one, Sa or Huckporty? We'll start with you, Matty. Huck-Porty. Huckporty. Hammer? Huckporty. And is this a concern? Creek is aging big day, uh, aging big with a dodgy calf. He's got dodgy baby cows, massive risk at his price. I think he is a risk, but I think you gotta take it. I think uh, you've I'm not got gonna listen to a answer. guy.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to Phil who said, you know, Usher's gonna win the MVP. Um, <laughs> Sabing Must own, and then he's throwing up questions about Mitchell Creek. I'd like look, I know this isn't I know this isn't NRL, but he deserves ten in the well, in the in the bin. If this was EPL, he would have a yellow card by, by now. But he's getting awfully close to his red card at this stage. So filthy,
1: Phil. And um, we'll will we'll answer one more really quickly because big shout out. Always like new people have joined the chat. Thomas, massive shout out. Pu- cheers for putting this in, Creek. So it's obviously Creek and Bannon, or Hulk, and, uh, Huck. Sorry, Huck and Smith. As
2: in Smith I think I'm you and getting- Bannon's
1: business. Bannon's fitness?
2: Yeah, I think any team with Creek getting the best player, getting definitely not the guy that you're gonna captain week one, I don't think, but the guy that you could captain week two. I think any team with Creek in it is
1: the right move. So cool. All right, team yeah. reveals. Thanks for the comment, Thomas. Guys, you still got time to throw more comments in there. We'll answer some questions as we go along. We're going to do team reveals now. We're going to discuss why you should captain who and, and where the options are out there. Then we're going to wrap it up. So this show stays on as long as you're making comments, and then we, uh, we'll push through. Last chance to get in your big teams before round one. Maddie, your team first, mate. Mate,
2: like, as I just said, I love Mitch Craig, um, and I want him in my lineup. Um, Bryce Copped... Cotton is the obvious captain this week. It gives you so much flexibility in the other weeks to, to trade down. Uh, Luke Travis, when I watched him in the flesh, that really just changed my mind as to what you want in a, I suppose, in a player. Um, and Huck Portie, Um, just remember like that 40-odd Super Coach point game. I was there. Um, <clears throat> in the flesh, you want Huck Porty in your team. He's going to be playing such a massive role. As Hammer was mentioning, there's not much competition until Joe Luala Chul's back, and it looks like he's he's a little while away. Um, Tyler Cook at centre. Uh, Phil asked so many really good questions about whether we can have Cook or Huck Porty. You need them both in your team because it gives you the flexibility. Um, look, just with today's news, I went Ben Air at 107K and actually swapped out Alex Saar. Um, if I have Alex, uh, I've got to have a 58K player and that's basically a guy that's not going to be playing basketball or at least not professional basketball this week. Um, so I've got Bannon, I've got Armstrong, I've got Henschel, I've got Lockie Ulbridge, uh, which I really love the look of. I'm probably most okay with moving Lockie Olbridge, not getting a price rise till round three. But um, yeah, guys, hashtag roast matrix. What do we think? I'll
1: go to you. I'll go to you in a second, Hammer. Just hold that thought for one second. Global, cheers for your question. We'll get to it in two seconds. Also, Liam Dent, uh, shout out. Cheers. Uh, we'll get to your question as well. We might answer globals quickly though. Um, you know, can we pick up because we have discussed it on the show already? Can we pick up Armstrong in round five when he comes back? Definitely an option is what we said. But we're going to be looking at his fitness because he could absolutely have a price rise in round two. If he's fit for game one, he could get that good price rise and you don't want to miss out on that. But it's still an option to wait till round five. Absolutely. Liam, we'll get you yours in a second after we get Hammer's review of Maddie's team right now.
0: Mate, I absolutely love this team. And I'll tell you why. It's because it's almost identical to mine. Look, starters, I, I was like, there's got to be something here. Hold on.
1: There's got
0: to be something here. Look, the, the starters, we're, we're looking very similar. After tonight's episode, loving the move to Ben Benair, the only differences I'm playing with are in your, your bench forwards. So I was looking at Galloway based on uh, having the Dublin round two. So I was looking at bringing Cooks to centre, Huckporty to the bench, being able to do a little bit of a switcheroo with uh, Ulbrich and um, and Galloway to get Galloway starting, he was he was tidy throughout the um, the blitz and, and he's
2: obviously got that opportunity with out. Um Yeah, that,
0: that's that's it, man. You've, you've done a pretty am, solid job. Am,
2: am I right in saying that you have a fifty eight k player the way that you are? Because when I had Alex Saar, uh, I had to have a fifty eight k player, which I hate. But I'm not. Yeah. But I'm not. Like if I if I feel like I'm gonna get the advantage there, I think I'm gonna be okay with it. So
0: yeah, look, I, I've played with it, and, and I picked a guy called Campbell Blog from Melbourne because uh, oh look at that um, guy from Melbourne, I've never heard of him. So these 58k guys are generally development players that hit the court, so you're really guaranteeing yourself a donut. But um, I think the Ben Air thing sort of moves the needle a bit. Where um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a game changer.
2: Yeah, I do. Like, that was, that was I suppose, and I'm going to have a little bit of a think about it, but that was, I suppose, an immediate reaction to what happened. Um, yeah. But I suppose with Brown out the opportunities there, Air, I just did really like what I saw. Um, and at 107K, I legit thought that having that 107K player, like, if Air got the opportunity, I would jump on it and it's popped up. Week one, tell me how am I supposed to breathe with no air?
0: Yeah, man. The only other that I see really benefiting, and it's probably only an option if you're not going the Cotton route or the Cotton and Creek route, is Will Cummings. Like, without Brown, we, we, we were concerned that how, how having two point guards that was going to work, but he's going to have the keys now.
2: Yep. Yeah, I think gonna... so. I think Cummings got...
1: is going to do a lot. I feel like we need to change the run sheet just a little bit here because my team isn't too different to yours. I think we only have one player different, especially now that I've put Ben Air in the magic of radio. Oh. We can just quickly go. You guys have sold me. I wasn't sure about Flowers. I needed somebody who's producing at that same price to make that move happen. But the only difference we have is I've got Saar and you've got Huck So I have. Yep. I'll quickly show. I'll quickly show it anyway, but. Really quickly, because I want to move on. There's a couple of really good questions there about VC loopholes and what does that actually mean? Right now, that's my. What's that? Well, no, I've got him in there. I've got him in there. I still think he's going to put up good numbers. I think he's still going to do enough. I actually think he'll still do better than Huck Porty, and that's why I'm happy with this lineup. Um, I need to watch closely what happens with Bannon and whether he's going to play. I like you sold me on air, but I'm going to go and have a good look at it and do my own research. Not that I don't question it, I doubt you guys. Um, I still think Star's going to come on and put up, I think he's going to put up bigger points than Huck Porty, So I'm happy with that lineup for now, but I think at some point that Wildcat lineup is going to change things. Um, but no different to um, JLA comes back for, for Melbourne. So you're going to have to have a look at that as well. So either way, I think these are both competent starting lineups for everybody to get into it. What we have to stress to everybody, though, is where you are going to win your leagues and where you're going to beat your mates and all that type of stuff is the trades you make during week two, week three, week four, week five. And that's the information you're going to get from this podcast group.
2: Yeah, going back to the circle, Jerk, now that we've gone to uh, live, I feel a little less comfortable bringing it up. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, look, look, de- definitely live. I know that everyone's seen what pants I'm wearing now. Um, Yeah, look, the SAR circle jerk's over. And um, yeah, and basically, them bringing in a replacement, Phil, has made me think that
1: maybe SAR isn't the answer. (laughs) Phil's obviously pretty big. We're going to let's answer these questions because I think they actually lead into what we wanted to talk about. This one wasn't on there, but I'm going to throw this one to you, Hammer. McCall out for the first two weeks, uh, two rounds, I should say. Uh, Does that make Clintman an option?
0: Yeah, look, the only issue there is the schedule. Like we said with Armstrong and guys like that, but it's not just McCall. Their import power falls out. Bull Quoll has no date for return that we know of. So they're going to be light on. And, and Clintman, he'll be given an opportunity. And that's all you need at that price to, to be able to do something. So, yeah, if, if you're prepared to ride the schedule, he's definitely an option.
1: I want to throw a big question out to you. And sorry, this is a question a little bit without warning, but this was something that if anyone's been listening to our podcast, thank you for all your support so far. But if you did miss it, there was a point there, Hammer, where Creek wasn't in your team. Now, we've shown two team reveals and technically three that are all very similar. There's going to be a lot of teams out that I think kind of look like that to begin with. Can you explain to our, our viewers and our listeners right now, if you were to leave Creek out of your team, where yeah. were you throwing those extra dollars around? And I might, I might kind of, I might share my team again because it might actually help you sort of explain it maybe a bit more. But yeah. um, I'll throw that, I'll throw that in there, Maddie. You can do the change for us. Um, kind of explain to everybody if Creek's to go out, where were those other options that you were you were throwing the cash around, mate?
0: Yeah, look, if, if Creek. That probably... mm. no, was Hammer. Sorry, Hammer. You go, mate. If Creek is at that four hundred and eighteen k mark. It's a lot of cash. So by getting rid of him, what, what I was looking at doing was moving Travers to the forward spot. So having Cooks and Travers as the two forwards. Haporty as the centre. Keep Cotton at guard. And this is going to sound really blasphemous after I've just said how shitty he is, but McCarran or possibly Deli at the other guard spot. So what that does for me is gives me a lot of cash to play with on my bench. I was looking at possibly Aaron Baines as the backup centre. Given that he's got the doubles weeks two and three, <laughs> and bringing Isaac White in at one of the bench guard spots, but um, look, there's something there if you don't want to go with Creek, but it's it's not what I've settled on.
1: So who did you have at the guard? Who am I missing?
0: Uh, either Delhi or McCarron. And I had instead of Ben Air, I had um, Isaac White. I think
1: that's alright. That works. Yeah. Cool.
2: Nice. So this just gives everybody,
1: everybody, everybody playing along at home. This just gives everybody a little bit of something to look at. Um, I'll just go and save this now, so it kind of I'm saves probably, in there. Yeah. Week
2: Week one, I'm probably a little bit more okay with having Bryce Cotton not having Bryce Cotton than I am, and that was, I suppose, Panic Stations, uh, on Monday for Hammer. But I'm probably more okay not having Cotton than I am having Creek. And where I would spend the money is probably, and it's going to be boring, but it's going to be up, upgrading my bench. Like people like Sa, you know, from somebody like Bannon if there's injury concerns or, you know, getting a Taron Armstrong up to Benair if he doesn't play or, or getting Henshaw up to, um, I suppose, a Star uh, or something like that. Well, still keeping Lockie Ulbrich and that in the mix, but yeah, it's probably just adjusting with that. I'm still okay with the starting lineup. It's just moving around, and I suppose getting those some of those 69k players up to those 115k next stars. So.
1: Uh, it's good that we show the options. I think it's important, but I think this is a really big talking point. I said it to the, stop, uh, the top of the show. Thank you for everyone who's come and asked us questions throughout the week. Join our Discord. We've got over 100 people in that community. We're starting to get three levels of players and coaches who are asking us questions. We've got those who are like experts and just kind of coming on and, and rating their teams We've got those players who know a lot about NBL, but haven't played super coach before. So getting a bit of insight and we're getting some, a whole bunch of new players who are coming on going, look, I know nothing. Fill me in what's going on. And I think this question is really important for those and maybe even some on the other categories that haven't quite cottoned on to what's going on. So I throw to you, Matt, cause I think you, you know a lot about this. I'm sure hammer does as well, but uh, Brano throws in there. Is it worth copying a donut? Or taking that uh, of that uh, 58k player for the VC loop. Talk to us a little bit about kind of what's going on. Because
2: Hammer doesn't know about it because he's never played supercoach before because he's an NBL fantasy player. But (laughs) when you play NRL and AFL, we do get the opportunity to do a VC loop. So basically, you cop a zero in the guy that you captain. And then your vice captain gets the points. So your vice captain somebody that's playing extremely early in the round. You captain somebody that's playing a little bit later. So you get two bites at the cherry. What I don't like about this is the fact that you're going to have a guy that's not scoring on the bench. But then when you double down, you have to put the guy that's not scoring on the bench into your starting lineup. Vice-captain him. So you're actually missing out twice. Like you are always going to miss out on the bench and not get any points. Um, But also you're going to put him in your starting lineup. I tell you what, that first score would have to be absolutely sensational for that not to be counted. When I was going down the lineup of having Alex, uh, I, instead of Ben air, which is the gift that keeps on giving in the last hour. Um, I had a 58K player and I did toy with the fact of having a dual position guy that I just think that's not going to play. But the problem I kept coming down to was the fact that what if we just enter garbage time, this garbage time? And what if we just enter a spot where the 15th guy on the bench ends up playing one minute and then your captain ends up getting you two points? That's not a risk I'm willing to take in NBL Supercoach.
1: So for those of you out there who were listening along to that beautiful mind explanation of what was going on, which he's not wrong in everything that he was saying, too much risk, not worth it, mathematically doesn't make sense unless you just have a ridiculous number that comes your way. So to all our NRL and NFL, uh, sorry, AFL super coach listeners out there, let's probably avoid the loop for the moment. And maybe it's something that we'll come back to touch on when we actually have some examples of where it could have worked in your favor through some of the earlier rounds, or we might actually be able to look at it and go, you know what? This never would have worked for you. Let's completely leave it alone as we move through. Unless you've got another thought to that hammer. Do you have a different opinion or have you have the same, same yeah. as? I just agree. Leave it alone. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to go. Where do you want to go with this, Matty? Are we, we're going, we've ticked over the hour mark because we've had some awesome interaction. Do we want to touch on some captain options? Yeah. Uh, I think let's, we, just, yeah. let's just, let's
2: just cap on some captains or vice captains. So I think it's pretty yep. straightforward for, for week one. Um, and I also do think that it's probably uh a little bit relevant to have a chat about our trade plans for the week coming. Um, uh, so I'll tick us off. So I'm, I'm looking at the fact that I've got a couple of Melbourne United players in my starting lineup, but I do need the opportunity to move them to the bench to be able to have a heap of guys that are playing double game weeks. So I am thinking of moving Tyler Cook down to the center position so that he can start. Tyler Cook's on a, on another planet, man. Like, he just needs to be playing in a starting lineup every time he plays a double game week. So I'm actually looking at moving Tyler Cook down. I'm looking at downgrading Bryce Cotton. um, And maybe... I suppose I'm looking at downgrading Bryce Cotton to a Brisbane Bullets player, maybe Chris Smith, maybe uh, Nathan Sobey. I'm just going to be having a look at, I suppose, how week one goes. And I need a Sydney Kings player. I'm thinking maybe a Denzel Valentine or somebody like that. I think I'll get somebody like that in week two. But I really think that it's going to be Galloway. And I'm going to cash this week. I think Galloway is going to come into my lineup. I think Galloway is going to be, I suppose, starting week two. Because I think that he's really... Like, he looked phenomenal when I saw him play. Um, and this opportunity has arisen. Um, I think Galloway is going to be the gun, but I'm just not going to start with him game week one due to the single game week.
1: Showy, um, Showy we, uh, we Oz one? I see your question there. We'll get there in a bit. I want to throw to Hammer now. You've got some insights there from the Matrix. Hammer, what are you looking at like for your trade options if you've got the Magic 8 ball out?
0: Yeah, look, I'll definitely be downgrading Cotton. Having that, that heap of cash sitting there allows you to downgrade to any other player we talked about possibly Jalen Adams. It's a, it's a wait and see. I like him, but I want to see more. Valentine's a good option. Sobey's another one that you mentioned. But I'm looking to downgrade someone who's at least on two doubles, which would be a Sydney, a Brisbane, or a, or a Tasmania. So they're probably the three teams I'm looking at uh, from downgrading uh, Cotton.
1: I like the looks of Smith and Adams, um, those types of players to spread some cash out. It is a watch and see as I make some moves for sure, but that's kind of my move as well. So again, we're not doing anything too much, you know, out of the box to get this season kicked off. Look, we've got that many games that we're going to be watching. So I think we'll be able to come with more insights throughout the week. We'll obviously have our review show. But look, I'll I'll talk about that at the end of this live. We're nearly there, guys. Throw those last questions in there before we wrap up the show. This is a really good one. Welcome to the show, Showy Oz1. I'm one of those newbies. Final bench spot in the forward is Galloway, the the player that Matrix just mentioned. Or Tui. Cheers, lads. Loving the info I've got from you guys. Massive shout out. Cheers, Showy1Oz. We appreciate it. Um, who wants this one? Well, you just touched on your thoughts on Galloway, Matt. So we'll throw it to Hammer. Um, what's your thoughts here, Hammer?
0: Mate, they're both viable options. Both are set to benefit from DJ Ho being out. The two of them and Kuat Noi are probably going to be the, the main beneficiaries. So I had this same conundrum today. I was playing back and forth, and uh, I think Galloway is 123 k and Tui's 115 k So there's, there's not much between them. I think you can flip a coin. They'll both get some time. They'll both get some opportunity.
1: One thing we haven't talked about guys before we wrap up this show. It's a really good question. Are we boosting straight up Matt? Talk us about the, the boost system and it's a big no from us, but tell us why I love boosts. Um, I love the boost ads. I love the boost
2: chocolate. I love, um, yeah, I love the all that comes with boost. I love nitrous oxide. Uh, but basically, <laughs> I am formulating my team this week so that I don't need to boost, boost week one. I'm looking to boost early in the piece, but it's not week one. Um, I think that you need to formulate your team. Like I said, with moving Tyler Cook down from... From the forward position down to the center position to start him to have Huckporty on the bench. Just making sure you have those duels early. Even if you take a small hit week one, uh, just make sure that you've got the best players on the court uh, and you're saving that boost for later on in the season because there will be times where you might have two or three singles sitting there in your starting lineup and you don't know where to go. You're going to need to boost on those weeks.
1: You are spot on showy Oz. Matrix is on the gas. I was just about to say to all your how I met you mother lovers out there. They say nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Well, I try to tell myself that nothing good happens after one hour of a podcast when you got the SC Matrix on here, but he's still bringing us the goods. Guys, this has been awesome. I hope everyone enjoyed the live. Um, So great to see so many people on there viewing us, dropping in questions, dropping in comments. Jumping our lead, guys, last chance, 680-481. We've got over 220 people in there. I reckon we can hit the 300. Why not even hit the 334 like Sir Donald Bradman, the great man that he is. Um, We give prizes away. Thank you to the Standard Squeeze. Use our Insight15 promo code to get 15% off all your Standard Squeeze products and to Ryan Hammond at Astute Finance. Go and support those who support us, everyone. They're the ones that are going to take care of you. Let them know the Insight boys sent you. I want to go quickly, one last message, and I'll play that again, Matrix. Quickly. Final words, Hammer. If you've got a good one for everyone, what is it? Hammer, your final words first.
0: Man, Christmas comes tomorrow. I can't wait to unbox this uh, this supercoach team. Let's get it.
1: Let's get it on, Matrix. <laughs> oh, and that's, that's going to be on loop because he's pressed that button. He hasn't pressed it again. I dare I say I don't want to talk over the great man Usher that is. Those who have Usher in your side, live long, live strong, enjoy. To everybody else, this has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Cheerio.